Hey guys, Caroline Ferguson with Southwest Utility Solutions here. So excited to bring you guys another episode of our leadership series. If you um, are tuning in for the first time, you can also check out the series on our podcast, Solutions by Southwest Utility. So I'm so excited today. I have the opportunity to sit down with literally one of my favorite property partners ever, the Q10 mm-hmm. team. We've got Miss Amanda and Miss Stephanie Graves here chatting with me today about leadership within multi family. So let's just dive right into it. Who are you both and why are you here? Uh, Well, my name is Amanda. Um, I'm a property supervisor with Q10 um, and I've been in the business like 13 years now and I've been with Q10 since day one. I'm really excited about that. Um, So, I mean, who I am, I mean, I love a good adrenaline rush. Um, I love to dance. have um, you know a great family that really you know supports me and pushes me to be the best so yeah she's slightly competitive as well yeah yes <laughs> that's good uh, I am Stephanie Graves uh, founder of Q10 I have a partner named Ginger she's not with us today she's actually working and we're playing so I've uh, been in the business for a little over 20 years uh, very active in the association and active in the industry and this is kind of what I do that's awesome yeah so what drives you both what's your biggest motivator Hmm. Um, I definitely think what drives me is, you know, I want to be the best, um, especially, you know, for my family, you know, um, I want to be the best and be able to help them and support them and not just my family, but other people. So that just kind of gives me that extra push to, you know, do better. (laughs) And I just a very, very hard worker, very dedicated. And I think the whole team at Q10, we, we're a small company and so we have to do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of jack of all trades, you have to do a lot of things a little bit well. Yeah. And, um, we try to do them really well. I think <laughs> in terms of all of us uh, within our, our company, it's about, it, it sounds corny, but it really is about the greater good. You know, mm-hmm. when we started this company, it wasn't to be millionaires. It was to yeah. provide a good living and provide flexibility. And we're female owned, so that's important to us that we can provide flexibility for our, our ladies and our men that work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really care about what we do. We're active mm-hmm. in the association, we're active in education. Uh, everyone is required to acquire a designation when they start with us, so it's either NALP or CAM through the National Department Association. So education and kind of caring about what you do and working for a living is, is kind of what it was in for me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So multifamily is really special, I would say. It's a very unique industry. It's unlike anything else. Um, when I started working with my team at Southwest Utility Solutions, I had no background within multifamily. It was totally new to me. And I honestly can say that any other industry I've previously had the pleasure of working within is just totally different than multifamily. So did the industry choose either one of you or why are you a part of multifamily? I mean, it is so unique. Sure, yeah. Um, so my journey with multifamily started uh, when I was in college, I was working for a bank actually and one of my clients was in multifamily. Okay. And it was when tax credits were really sexy and everyone wanted to get tax credits for their properties. <laughs> and I was their banker and they said, hey, why don't you come do this? So during college I went and my journey was a little different because I started on the back end. You know, okay. you'll hear many, Many professionals in this organization started as a leasing agent and moved their way up. Mm-hmm. Um, mine was the reverse of that. I started with a developer um, from the development and financial side and then kind of worked my way into the business for multifamily. Okay. Um, got my degree in education and communications and 
took the training route. So started with a developer, went into training multifamily, and then um, went on to kind of run some some uh, third-party management companies. And then about three years ago, um, decided that I would do it on my own. And so opened Q10, and we've been in business for about three years. Wow. So yeah, mine was kind of a, it's, it, you know, everyone's road is different, but it is a very unique organization and I th uh, group, and I think it's because um, other industries like that I've been in banking and mm -hmm. retail and insurance, they're not as welcoming and as accommodating to competitors as we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with our industry, we were just talking about this with vendors on, a, on another situation I had, and uh, vendors even partner with each other and mentor each other yeah. to get them in the industry. And so it is unique in that sense that there's a friendly competition, but everybody's in it for the greater good of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we went to uh, Austin a couple weeks ago for some legislation, and it was specifically on some late fee issues. Mm -hmm. Well, as a vendor, late fees probably aren't important at all to you, right? Like, right. Why, sure. why do you care what our late fees are? Sure. But I would say over 50% of the representatives there were vendor partners. Wow. And so the fact that they dedicate their time and they care about our issues and they are participating in something that makes us stronger as an industry just gives you kind of a glimpse as to why it is such a special organization and special industry. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's an excellent point. You know, to go back on the friendly competition component, but also being willing to bring value to each other, regardless of really what capacity you're in. Um, I immediately what comes to mind is the Product Service Council at the Houston Apartment Association, mm -hmm. and just the fact that there are people who are really tenor in their experience as a vendor within multifamily, pouring back into people who maybe aren't as experienced sure. and who mm -hmm. need the mentorship and who need the help. Uh, that is a just a wildly underused and understated asset within the HA, I think, just the fact that mentorship exists and people are willing to help. Sure. You know, they're not pulling teeth to get help. Yeah, and right. it's, I think it's hard too for new people to come into the industry and they're coming from a very competitive, you know, oil and gas or whatever that is, a competitive right. nature, and they come in and there's another flooring vendor that's like, hey, let me tell you about this new product. Yep. And it's hard to welcome that with open arms without thinking that there's a secret agenda. And so, you know, obviously friendship doesn't pay the bills and we're all in this to make you right. know, make a living, but um, it truly is, you know, for the greater good. Um, and, and, you know, that's good and bad because it keeps you on your game as a vendor partner and a, and yep. a third party because it's not, it's not all about friendships. You also have to deliver on your service and deliver on your promises. So, you know, it, it's difficult to be friends with someone that you can't respect professionally. And that is very intertwined within the multifamily industry. Oh man, I couldn't agree more. I honestly could not agree more with that. Amanda, why are you in multifamily? <laughs> How do you follow that? <laughs> I know, I mean, that's great, right? <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I kind of happened upon it. I was actually waiting tables, and a girl that worked with me was doing it part-time, and she's like, you should come try it out. They're hiring. Um, and I went, and I liked it, and I actually was kind of good at it. And I really enjoyed, you know, helping people find new homes. Like, how it's gratifying, you know, to see how happy they are to move in their new home yeah. and to be able to, you know, just help in that process. Um, and also, you know, like, every day is different. Like, we have new people and different challenges and problems to solve every day and I just love that like I don't want to be like sitting behind the desk in the same like whole home like right. let's you know get out there and do something and you know be different make a change <laughs> yeah we do we do an analogy a lot when we're interviewing people because we're a small we're a small company and we don't have a lot of checklists and mm -hmm. red tape 
And we say, you know, you either need a coloring book or you need a blank canvas. Yes. And so, you know, you can meet both of those needs in multifamily, but certainly we provide the opportunity to have a blank canvas because you everything is different every day. Mm -hmm. You're not turning the pages of a book. It's, you know, a, Toilets exploding one day. Yeah, and that's fine. You're doing a podcast in a fitness center the next day. Right. So, you know, uh, every day is different. You're not sitting at your desk every day. So we like to believe it's better for your health too. Right. <laughs> I love that coloring book versus a blank canvas, and that can be applied in so many different just sure. capacities of our life too. I think that's awesome. What a great analogy. Um, so. To that point, what has kept you both a part of multifamily? It, as fun as it can be, and as much friendly competition that does exist exists, um, it can be a really challenging industry as well. Mm -hmm. It's a people-dominated industry, and sometimes people are hard. Mm -hmm. um, what has kept you both? You know, <laughs> it, I mean, they sure. are. Yes. <laughs> um, so, what's kept you both a part of multifamily? Uh, so, another corny analogy that we use frequently is um, property management is easy people management is crazy. Yeah. And wow. so, you know, if you were to walk property with no people on it, think about how clean it would be. Yeah. Think about how quiet it would be, right? And so, um, as much as you have to love people to be in this industry, it also, the longer you're here, it makes you slightly cynical. And so, um, you have to have a love for the game, you have to have mm -hmm. a love for the people that you're serving, um, and you have to be in an environment that supports you and then mm -hmm. gets you uh, out of that funk when you need to be. I mean, if I didn't have an Amanda and a Marilyn and a Ginger, and mm -hmm. you know, if you don't love where you are, then you need to go somewhere else. Because as great as multifamily is, and the people are the problem, the people are also the solution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having a support system and liking who you work with and being supported is important. And that's kind of why we started Q10 and why Amanda was with us for so long. Because you know, it's she's part of that chemistry that makes us us do great things and we're not a huge company we don't want to be we you know we want to stay in a, a mid-grade so that we can kind of continue to know everybody's name and yeah. mm -hmm. know everyone when we walk on property but it's it, it it's very it's difficult you kind of have to love what you do right absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean it, it yeah i mean what stephanie said it's you know um the support definitely um I definitely am with Q10 because of the support I get from her and Ginger and, and the rest of our team. Um, and, and again, you know, helping people and, and making people happy, um, and especially our owners. Because yes. <laughs> if they're happy, then we're happy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Multifamily is just this gigantic community, you know, and uh, you have to really maintain that and take care of it and remember it too. Um, you can't get caught up. Like you have to love the game, like you said, mm -hmm. but you also have to remember that people are a part of it, mm -hmm. um, which I think is huge. So we talked about mentorship very briefly when we talked about the Product Service Council for the Houston Apartment Association. I want to dive into that a little more. I have mentors that have been in my life since I was a junior in high school, and you pick up mentors along the way. Um, but for me, mentorship has been invaluable. I mean, honestly, it's been life-changing for me. The opportunities that I've come across just because of um, taking the time to want to learn from somebody is just crazy impactful and it has been for me personally and as you know I'm constantly seeking out um, new mentors and uh, and just advice and to learn and I really want to know what y'all's perspective is on mentorship um, what do you think about that yeah so I think the hard part about mentorship is not being a mentor but accepting to be a mentor I mean yeah. 
so frequently, I, I don't want to say with just this generation, I think it's it's everyone, it's, you know, it's hard to open up and accept criticism and accept feedback right. and openly want comments from someone. I mean, there's some questions I don't necessarily want the answer to sometimes. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's the same with all of us. And so I think from our perspective, it's the hard part isn't being a mentor to other people. The hard part is finding people that are willing to accept feedback in an, in an open way. Sure. Um, again, we have that, you know, the, that uh, relationship with vendors or then partner suppliers where, you know, they're afraid of talking to other people because they don't know if they're going to steal their tactics. Mm -hmm. You know, in the third party management world, it's no different. Um, I had an incident once where one of somebody's client called me and said, I'm so upset with this management company and I want to change and mm -hmm. give me a quote and da da da. And unlike most, I said, you know, have you talked to them? Like, yeah. changing management mm -hmm. costs money. And so, you know, have you talked to them about that process? And so, I think those opportunities where you can be better at what you do are kind of the basis for that mentorship process. Yeah. Um, so I, I think finding someone and 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 getting feedback from them is important in everybody's life, no matter what level you are. Mm -hmm. I um, you know have the pleasure of working with two of the top industry professionals um, and having them, <laughs> having them as mentors and I've learned a lot and I told her that in the beginning like I really looked up to her like I wish I could follow her around on a daily basis yeah. just to learn from her you know but of course we don't have the time for that and you know aside from Ginger and Stephanie I still um, in communication with my very first property manager and assistant manager wow. they're both not in this business anymore um, one actually is a nurse now but, uh, yeah, <laughs> other people. Yes, more people. Um, yes, um, but I, I think everybody needs kind of that shoulder to lean on or that brain to pick to kind of, yeah. you know, make sure everybody likes confirmation that we're kind of on the right track or, right. you know, even like we are, you know, um, you know, identifying the best options or solutions or something right. like that. So I think everybody needs that person. Yeah, no, I <laughs> Or agree. multiple of those persons. Yes. <laughs> you know, fulfill different roles and exactly. in your life. I think accountability is huge too. Mm -hmm. You know, openly verbalizing what your goals are and, and the growth that you want to see in yourself with somebody who can hold you accountable is yes. important. That's and a I, great point. You know, in my generation in particular, I am like on the edge of the millennials. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm younger than millennials actually. And it feels <laughs> like the generation of students that I graduated with from college, they didn't, you know, being held accountable wasn't something that was really wanted. People wanted to, you know, this is my journey and this is my path and I'm going to pursue it, guns blazing, and nobody can tell me different. And the reality is, if we're not willing to grow and to pivot and to shift and to accept criticism because it's good for us, mm -hmm. um, then we're stunting ourselves, honestly. So I, I think mentorship is so important. I think, I don't want to say bad relationships are just as important as good ones, though. I mean, yeah. it's a, I don't want to say it that way, but I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, I've learned great amounts of, of knowledge and, and gained knowledge from those that weren't probably good influences in my life. Yeah. Um, or that I chose the wrong path or that I, you know, followed followed someone that maybe I shouldn't have. And so knowing knowing that you can learn how to do things the wrong way and that's not necessarily a bad thing is good, you know. We we have employees sometimes, team members that I know that what they're doing is probably not going to work, yeah. but you have to bite your tongue at some point and go, you know what, if I tell her it's wrong now, then she's never going to understand why it's wrong, so I just have to let it go 
support her in that decision, and then mm -hmm. explain to her, hopefully at the end, why we could have done it differently. What we yeah. can do better. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, too, when you're, um, I don't want to digress, but you have a, a team member, and they started a property. We had this happen recently. Mm -hmm. People are the most important product that we can offer. Yeah. And so the apartments are great, but, you know, one bad manager or one manager that makes poor decisions can cost you a property. I mean, yeah. and it happens so quickly oh, yes. that um, <laughs> that you, you know, it, it happens so quickly both ways. You can turn the tide the other way, but when is it that you cut off that relationship is really difficult if it is a positive or a negative one. Um, certainly as a, as a boss, that's become a challenge for me because you want to give someone the benefit of the doubt, but the longer you let that linger on, the more difficult it is to recoup. Recover 100%. Yeah, no, all really, 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 really great points. Um, I so let's kind of pivot quickly and spend uh, a short amount of time on industry trends. Okay, uh, from the property management side and y'all's perspective, I always think it's super interesting <laughs> being a vendor and somebody who's trying to build solutions for multifamily, getting feedback from people that we're serving is, I mean, worthwhile, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm curious. We can think of it in terms of tech, we can think of it in terms of tools, um, or just positions that you're hiring for. What do you see as the next big multifamily industry shift in trends? Or maybe we're on the wave of some sort of shift, or some change is coming. Um, any insight to that? And if not, that's okay too. But <laughs> I'm curious, do you have any insight on new industry changes? Um, so some of the things that we're looking into now is, you know, for a long time there hasn't been a single software solution for our industry. Mm -hmm. You know, as huge, huge as RealPage is and they acquire everything at a time, um, you know, there hasn't been one solution that you can log on and be able to do everything that you need to do from one mm -hmm. one dashboard. And so I think that's coming. I think that um, there's software packages that have provided great gains in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be uh, rolling out some automation in the future that's going to help with that. I think what we're, one, it takes, it, multifamily is a big ship and it takes a lot to shift it in another direction. Oh, yeah. And so complete automation, uh, complete paperless, I think is never going to be in our future. Um, many places, usually a product, are trying the the um, key system where they have. Um, I've seen that. No leasing agents touring, right? Mm -hmm. They just show up and, and have the key to the apartment, and they're able to view it. Um, I don't believe from a B to C market that's ever possible. For you know, we serve we have A to D products. Don't tell my owner, but A to D products, <laughs> um, and so. We serve multi-levels and we constantly have to shift and figure out what's going to work for each, each area. Right. Um, I think the, the keyless key fobs for the entry door are going to be something that you see more and more on that BC clientele. Uh, I think that uh, we rolled out a great system called Gatewise, uh, which is a cell phone app that you can use to open and close your gates. Oh, that's cool. And so that has been amazing for, for us, a great solution I think will we'll be will be brainless in the future. You'll have to use it because the software and the hardware on the gate side is not keeping up with what we need from technology. But um, I think people will always be something that we need in a driving force in multifamily no matter what. I think so. You yeah. still need to have that touch. You know, you can't fully take the person out. Um, and I think everybody, you know, unfortunately in this business we have a lot of theft. So I think everybody mm -hmm. is eventually going to go to not accepting payments in the office. I know a lot of us don't even have drop boxes anymore. Yeah. Um, so we can, you know, mitigate that risk right there. So what's in our future? Bitcoin. 
Yeah. Bitcoin. 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 There you go. Yes. You heard it here first. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. That's how we're doing it. Yeah. No. To that point, I will never forget. I onboarded a property in Conroe um, mid last year, and my day one on the property to just get the utility billing processes organized was. Um, there was their main window was completely shattered in the back of their leasing office and it was the fourth day of the month and I walked in and I said, you know, um, what's going on? Are you, are you okay? <laughs> are you redecorating? <laughs> what's happening here? And she said, it's the fourth day of the month. My residents know my box with my checks is gone and I've just lost everything. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. But I mean, it really, it, it, unfortunately, it's just a part of this industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you train for that? Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we hear when, when managers kind of take a fall or they're not doing something right. Well, I wasn't trained for that. Okay. Well, so that's not in my handbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of things that, I, I mean, you sh- certainly shouldn't give someone the keys on Saturday and say good luck, but there's a lot of things we do in our industry that is just learning on the job. You know? mm-hmm. It is 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we'll wrap it up. I got two more questions for you guys. Okay. The first is a speed round. Mm-hmm. What makes a leader great in your own words? Oh, Amanda. <laughs> um, I think one of the big things is we definitely need to lead by example because yeah. we set the tone. Um, you know, we want to be the best, so we need to make our employees encourage and support them to be the best. You know, if they're the best, then we're the best and we're all happy. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, two things come to my mind when I hear this question, which is humbleness and approachability. Yeah. And so if, if you're, if you're not humble and you can't unclog toilets and talk to a leasing agent and know your maintenance people's name and relate to them, then you're not a leader and, um, you have to be approachable by your people. They have to feel like they can come to you because, uh, you know, there's, there always is a chain of command. Mm-hmm. Um, but there also is an understanding that, you know, obviously if, Let's just use this. I always, I had been bringing politics into things lately, but if you go to the president, you're yeah. going to get what you need done in a different way than if you go to the Senate, right? And so the right. same thing applies to us. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as we have a chain of command, you need to be approachable and your people have to feel like they can talk to you. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay, good. Is that yes. That's Any advice for somebody who's new to multifamily and wants to ultimately become a leader one day within the industry? Um, I think you definitely need to, um, you know, get involved with HAA, make sure, um, you know, that you're honing your skill and you're getting the trainings that you need and, you know, you kind of surround yourself with those people that are also, you know, leaders and, and, you know, up and coming in this business. I know they, they push me a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, we have the largest department association in the nation mm-hmm. and things that happen on a national level usually start in Texas. And so if you're in the Houston market and you have an opportunity to be involved with the largest department association in the nation, you should really embrace that. I Mm -hmm. mean, we've had multiple people that have been TAA presidents. We have multiple people that have been NA presidents. And so uh, the wealth of knowledge and the tools that are at your footsteps Mm -hmm. here in the Houston market are just unbelievable. And if there's one thing I could have told myself 10 years ago would be, you need to get involved in the legislative part of what we do from the apartment association. I think it took me a very long time to kind of understand how that all worked. And those things can change our industry. And those are the things that you don't think about because you think oh, that's for the people that are executives. Um, But getting involved in that legislative level and understanding how the laws are made and how they can affect you and I and the industries is opened your eyes to so many things that what we're really here to do. So, yeah, no, that's actually the first time I've heard that on this podcast is getting involved, um, 
on that front with NEHA, and I think that's great advice. So if you're listening and you're in a multifamily and you want to be a leader, listen, Pollyanna. You heard it. <laughs> listen, listen here. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. Sure. Thank you for what you do. I think this yes. is another great avenue for people to talk to leaders, and you know, you. you provide a good uh, a good benefit for the industry as well. So thank you for doing it. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Y'all are thank awesome. You. And uh, to everybody who's watching, thank you so much for hanging out with us and, and listening to these two amazing women chat with me about leadership. Stay tuned for some more content. And as always, I'm so grateful for you guys. And thank you for being a part of this community that we're building. We'll see you next time. Bye.